Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. That was not a very satisfying uh, can open. My name is Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. <laughs> this is, I already said this is Running on Tap. I, I, I got completely lost by the... Uh, it was a weird pop. It just, it didn't really like to be open there, huh? Uh, that was very strange. Uh, but this is Running on Tap. We're as a drinking beer and uh, running podcast. What are we drinking today, Jacqueline? <laughs> we apparently have a new intro. Yeah, no, we're just all <laughs> flustered by that uh, that little screw up on the on the intro. So I am drinking the Tidings Ale from Port City Brewing in Alexandria, Virginia. It is a I've had it before on the podcast, but it's definitely been a favorite of mine this winter. Uh, it's a Belgian style blonde with honey and spices. To me, it tastes very strong of cloves and nutmeg. It's kind of like if eggnog and hefeweizen had a baby. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so it is, it feels like wintry and Christmassy, and the label is all red and green, but it's still a very light beer. Um, if you have listened to any podcast or know me at all you know that i don't like dark beer right so this time of year is hard but this is a nice like a light beer that i really enjoy that still doesn't feel like i should be drinking it on a boat right like it feels wintry yeah so i'm a big fan of this that is a very unusual uh holiday christmas beer uh a lot of the ones that i am familiar with are like kind of like the one i'm drinking here much darker and um kind of heavier a little bit boozier even i don't think that what's the percentage on here eight and a half percent so i guess what? it is pretty boozy but it doesn't Actually, it doesn't drink like a, like that that heavy i'm remembering now that i had a similar reaction last time we did this when i was like oh my god it's eight and a half percent but yeah. that might be why i don't remember doing this before <laughs> um but it's very this, light and str- it's straw colored yes. and it's just a very good Christmas beer. I am reading the tasting notes are fruity, spicy, and festive, which I think yeah. just nails it. Sums it up pretty well. Hazy Golden uh, said it was first established in 2011. I'm assuming that's the beer and not the brewery. I think the brewery's been around longer than that. Yeah. Because um, this beer is relatively new. Yeah. So what are you drinking? Uh, I too am in the Christmas spirit here. Uh, we're both hashtag drinking local. Uh, I'm drinking a beer from Two Silos Brewing in Manassas, Virginia. It is their gingerbread ale, a spiced winter seasonal. I love the can. The can is great. It's a, a gingerbread man looking like a gingerbread man that looks like he's like climbed a ladder a gingerbread ladder into a pint of beer it's almost like he's in a hot tub like he's looking like yeah and he's smiling like it's not like uh like he's like dissolving in the hot tub it looks like he's swimming and chilling in the hot tub it's a really cool a really cool label uh i really like this beer uh it's got a four pack from two silos it's uh, and i'm kind of spacing them out the you, you heard it open a little weird this one's a little bit less uh carbonated i think than the first one i had uh but it is it's one of the few you're looking at. It. Wow, you, you I hate it. Sip. It tastes like toothpaste to me. It tastes minty. I don't like really? it at all. Yeah. Huh. Uh, to me, this is one of the few beers I've ever had that's like supposed to be like a food and it actually tastes like the food. Like this does taste like gingerbread to me. It's spicy. Maybe right after you brush your teeth. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you, you did brush your teeth not that long ago, so maybe that's what's uh, causing it here. I don't know. But like this, this, this tastes like a cookie, like a gingerbread cookie to me. It, uh, and it's yeah. got a lot of nice spices going on. It's like this deep 
amber color. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful color. I, I feel like I am definitely getting the ginger. We have some gingerbread cookies, and yep. I, I think you know they're in the same family. Uh, it take, it's got like a little sweetness to it, and, and with the spiciness, and like it tastes bready, and it's it's just a. It's a really, I really like it. I think it's a really good Christmas beer. Uh, it's a limited, a limited uh, edition of their of their beer. It's got ginger, cinnamon, and clove for any festive occasion, mm. uh, and complemented with biscuit and caramel specialty malts for a delectable nostalgia huh. in every glass. Uh, definitely get that maltiness at the end. It, it's it just tastes like a cookie. It's really good. Uh, so I I really enjoy it. This is um something that. I want it this time of year and at no other time. Uh, I can't not drinking this in the summertime or anything like that, but it is a um, a really delicious treat. It's like a nice a treat that can't be beat. A treat that cannot be beat. I really like it a lot. So our last episode, we talked basically the entire time about how you were not feeling yes. your best. Yes. How'd this week go for you? Uh, great. I mean, great in that like I'm running m- the majority of the time the overall majority of the time is pain-free or at least uh much pain reduced um i spent a lot of time last weekend uh spent we did a a yoga session with each other last weekend yep uh i did yoga twice on my own during the week in addition to making sure to stretch my right calf and right heel uh thoroughly before each run this week and uh, did so even some Peloton stretching classes on my own. Uh, and then also like was wearing my, I wore my compression socks after some runs. Uh, which I, I usually do it just, a, I usually wear them just after long runs and uh, not after like a midweek run, but like I ran five miles on Tuesday and decided to wear my compression socks the rest of that day. So a lot of self care, a lot of like stretching it out. And um, I have the little, I don't even know what you call it, like the, the that hard ball that has like the spiky ball, spiky, spiky spikes on it, the spiky ball. Uh, that's not the official. That's not name. the official name, but that's what it is. Uh, but I spent a lot of time just rolling out my foot, and I did some foam rolling on my calf. That so, was in the toe of my Christmas stocking one year from my mother. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, so I did a lot of care to try and a lot of maintenance on my leg, and it seems to have paid off. I Good. ran. Uh, 25, a little more than 25 miles this week on accident. Uh, but I had a 12 mile long run yesterday that went really well for, uh, almost the entire time. There were some, basically every run I've had, there's like some period where my heel will will hurt. Uh, and it's never consistent. It's never the consistent, never the same. Uh, sometimes like when I did a five mile run, like four miles in, it hurt at one point. And when I did my 12 mile run, it, it hurt seven miles in. And when I did three mile runs, it hurts like sometimes at, like right before the end or right at the beginning, whatever. It's never consistent, but, uh, it, it fades away. I, or I stop and I stretch it out and it helps. Uh, yeah. So I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Good. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better than I was at this time last week. Good. That's okay. great. Yeah. Well, also, you were like, if I'm even able to like start this virtual half marathon, it'll be a win. But it definitely seems like you have recovered a lot. Yeah, I'll take it as a win. And I, I, I promised you I would say it on the podcast, and I'll say it now. You were right. Yeah. Uh, I needed to uh, do not just rest. I needed to. Uh, I need to also like stretch stuff out and 
you know, really work on taking care of my body as opposed to just being like, well, I'll just go out and start running and that will loosen me up and that will be fine. So doing all that definitely has helped. Um, It's not completely, it's not like, like completely normal. Uh, It's definitely like the, there are moments where I'm, I'm feeling it though. I'm not hurting. Uh, That makes sense. It does to Uh, me. And yes, but yesterday was really encouraging. Yesterday was my 12 mile long run to a little, almost 12 and a half miles because I uh, got lost (laughs) in the perils of running in a new area. (laughs) Uh, But I um, had long stretches yesterday where my shoes felt normal completely like like there was no pressure on the heel there was no pressure anywhere uh like and these shoes i don't know if um what it has been what's been about them but like it's been taking a little while to figure out uh or to like break them in and have them no longer hurting like the arches of my feet and that kind of thing like the the usual uh break-in pains uh but for the first time yesterday nothing was wrong it was just just running and like everything felt good and there was no no pressure on my heel, no pains in my arches, nothing like that, and uh, it was good. So very encouraging. I'm excited now to um, we have the half marathons coming up later this week, and I'm excited to take it on. Yeah. So thank you for pestering me uh, correctly to do all these things right. I don't want to be like, oh, it's just like good to hear that I'm right, but I had a feeling I would be, and ultimately I am just happy that my experience has helped you in any small way because it's not like i figured out what worked for me on the first try right like i spent a lot of weeks just trying to run through uh pain i was convinced i was gonna run a marathon on a torn ligament in my ankle until like three weeks before the race last year so i think we've all been a little delusional about what our bodies can and can't handle but uh from the outside looking in uh, i'm glad that you were able to feel better yeah it's Definitely a situation where I knew, like, like you, you know in the back of your head, you know what needs to be done and what you're supposed to do, and that, that will make you feel better. But there's just, like, for me, it's, it, it's, it's totally, like, the able-bodied privilege of just, like, I've been able to just go out and, like, I'd do some bare minimum stretching before a marathon, and I'd go out and run, I'd be fine. Uh, and at times, my body just doesn't. You know, it's not that same way. Like sometimes you need to do you need to do yoga and you need to do you need to stretch and do post run maintenance and post run stretching things that I don't I'm not always as good about uh, keeping up. So uh, it was a good reminder from you and also from my body uh, to be like, you know, there, there's something about an injury because like there's always the difference between you know as you grow up being an athlete you can always hear there's a difference between playing hurt and playing and playing injured right like when you're hurt like you can play through it like you like it'll go like I'm, I'm used to running running hurt where like something aches but it goes away and it'll be okay but like an injury where it's just nagging and it's there and it's staying with you and it's not like that's not going away it's like you have to do something about that you can't just um you know, play on through. So it was good to have that reminder. Uh, and now uh, I'm going to build yoga into my weekly schedule. I'm going to make sure to, especially now that like winter has come again, uh, it's good to um, remind myself that stretch, you know, going out and running into like, I did a long runs yesterday. It was a little below 30 degrees, 
which was brilliant. I really enjoyed running in that temperature, but like, it's not exactly safe for your body to just go out and start running in that temperature. It's, you know, your muscles are not going to react well, so you need to stretch out beforehand. So, uh, all good reminders and feel like I'm in a good place. So, thanks. Appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. Uh, how has your week gone? It's good. Uh, I got in, I only ran twice this week, mostly because I really enjoy sleeping. <laughs> um, but both of them went well, so I did a six-mile run and a nine-mile run. And during my runs, I feel great. Like, I cardiovascularly, I'm, like, tearing up these hills like yeah. I wasn't before. And everything feels totally fine. But then, like... I feel real stiff after. Yeah. And like I also did yoga twice this week. And yoga is just not helping me the way it was before. Maybe it's mm. just the cold. Uh, I've also been talking about wanting a new mattress. Could be that. We need to, um, we need to get a new mattress. But I do feel <laughs> my runs go well. But then like recovering in between them. It's been more difficult. I, I, feel, I feel sort of stiff. Sure. Not even not even sore. Like I didn't wake up feeling sore this morning after my long run. I was just stiff. Like yeah. I, I wake up and feel like I waddle to the bathroom. Sure. Uh but I also feel like, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's just nine miles. Like I ran a marathon a month and a half ago. But that was a month and a half ago. Right. So I think in my head, nine miles isn't that far, but for my body. Yeah. Nine miles is like, it's farther than I've gone since the marathon, which I ran on Halloween. Right. So that was almost two months ago at this point. Right. Um, so I think there's like a disconnect there to be like, no, these distances are challenging for my body, even if in my head I'm like, oh, I can do this I in my sleep, yeah, whatever. Um, but no, I mean, it went, it went great. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going real fast on my long runs, but feel really good. Uh and have just been, we were saying, we were talking the other day, I've been enjoying sort of six to 10 miles has always been my sweet spot of runs I've like really enjoyed. And the plan I'm using for this half marathon, you only run three days a week. So as a result, the midweek runs are like a little bit longer. Like right. you do two runs in like the five to six mile range and then a long run on the weekend. Um, and I've been, I've been really, really enjoying my runs. That's great. I mean, it is a very, it, this is a happy time of year for running. It's yeah. much it's not quite like the dregs of summer that it ends up being, uh, which is great. But like, I definitely feel, I feel you on the like the stiffness and the recovery is a little little difficult. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Like, is there anything in your mind that you're t you're thinking about to tackle that to make that better? I don't know. My plan going forward, I think, is going to be to run three days a week and do yoga three days a week. So I'll add an extra yoga day from what I've been doing, but it's really like my left hip hmm. is where it's like especially bad. Like I sit cross-legged at the start of a yoga class and like my hip hurts to do that, but it doesn't bother me at all when I run. Hmm. So part of me wonders if it's just like getting it warmed up yeah. more, e even like, like before yoga classes, like, doing some like you know pulling pulling my leg in and doing you know some of the the figure four yeah, stretches yeah. to stretch it out um and you know i i hate hate doing like the hip circles right. in down dog because 
my shoulders are like not that strong and I hate being in down dog for that long. But, you know, th- those are supposed to like, and you can do them on your hands and knees too, but those are supposed to like lubricate your hip joint. Like maybe doing more, more of those. Um, I don't know, right now I've just, because like it doesn't bother me on my runs, I've just kind of been doing more of the same. And maybe like, maybe I'm just sitting down a lot during the day for yeah. work, right? Like, Maybe it's just a matter of trying to like get up and like move spots a couple times during the work day and You have had a busy few weeks at work and yes. you've been very locked in at your computer, your at our home office here. I'm also super guilty when I'm like kind of like locked in on my computer. I don't sit up straight with both my feet fat, flat on the floor and my legs at right angles, right? right? Like I sit with one foot under me and like I right. sort of like get co's and, and work. So Maybe just, you know, being more mindful of my my body when I'm doing things that aren't working out yeah. will help. Be- because it hasn't impacted my running, I have not given it, like, a ton of thought. But it's probably only a matter of time until it does. Sure. But when I've been running, I've been feeling really good. So I'm really excited for this race. Yes, which we will, uh, we will have a review of the Santa Hustle Half Marathon uh, coming up. Uh, in next week's episode, we're not gonna talk about it too much yet, but it is gonna be another virtual race. I have gotten my swag. I'm still waiting on mine. It is. It's supposed to be. You here. registered a lot after uh, yeah, me. Yeah, uh, but it's it's supposed to be here very soon. Yes. Uh, so it is. Uh, we'll have lots to talk about. We're going to also for uh, this is like our this is like the Christmas Eve edition of our podcast. So for the for the Christmas Day edition of our podcast. Uh, which you'll get next week. Uh, we'll, we're going to be doing uh, something a little interesting. If you liked our pie and beer pairing uh, episode a few weeks ago for Thanksgiving, we're going to be doing cookies and beer. Yes. Christmas cookies and beer. We have so many Christmas cookies. And so many beers. And so many beers. We were talking about making this can be like Hanukkah slash Christmas. We can have like eight nights of cookies and beer because yeah. we have so much cookies, so much beer and so many cookies. Um, but I found a chart online and we've made a bunch of cookies and Kyle got all the beer. So we're going to be doing some of that. And our Christmas feast will also have a beer dish. Beer braised chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to go m- much like we did for Thanksgiving. Yes. So lots, of, lots of beer involved in our Christmas celebration I think as well. like both of our families are big wine people. Yeah. Which, I I mean, we've talked a lot. I love a good glass of wine. But this holiday, when we can't be with family, and I think both of us would like to be with family, right. it's a nice opportunity. You know, it, it's like when you, like, go through a breakup and you're single and you're like, oh, I can finally, like, go to this place that the person hated. It's like, well, like, if we can't be with family, let's just, like, do us. Right. We are also in this unique situation where, because of where because we've moved states, well, across a state line uh, from a district to a state, uh, a commonwealth, I guess. We don't, we don't want to insult all our fellow Virginians by calling it a state. It's a commonwealth. Uh, the li- the laws here are different, and usually, I'm a big Christmas cocktail guy. Uh, I show up to family Christmas with bottles and bottles of liquor and my, supplies. My family was not prepared. Not at all prepared <laughs> for it. But I, sh- I show up ready to make uh, peppermint white Russians, the Jack Frost cocktail. I make... Uh, President Eisenhower's eggnog. I make uh, uh, buttered apple butter, cider. Buttered apple cider with bourbon, uh, which is a, a hot drink. I 
Christmas cocktails are my thing, but because uh, we have moved to Virginia, unlike in DC where you can get liquor delivered to your door, in Virginia you cannot, I have found. Uh, have beer, to go to an ABC beer store. Beer and wine only here. So uh, just because of how bad the COVID outbreak is right now, uh, we're only getting things delivered. And so uh, I'm giving up my Christmas cocktails this year. We, uh, we still have a full bottle of Rumblemans. Like we oh, yeah. we will be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll still have some. Yeah, we'll still have some like you know peppermint flavored stuff uh, to drink and whatever. Like we still have our liquor, but we won't have the. I don't have my right. jug of of Jim Beam that I usually need every right. year, and uh, the blue curacao I was trying to get, everything like that. My lactose intolerance has also put a bit of a damper yeah. on the eggnog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the thing that's full of heavy cream and whipping cream, everything like that. We got some soy nog ready to go. Yeah, we're fired up. So instead, we're gonna replace it with. Uh, I got some good. Uh, we got a bunch of beers to pair with the cookies. Also got some good. Christmas beers from uh, Hardywood Brewing Company. Yes. Which is down in Richmond, Virginia. And maybe uh, we're going to drink those this week. Might not have them on the podcast, but we can definitely discuss them. We've got like Kentucky Christmas Morning, which is like a bourbon stout. And then we got a gingerbread bourbon stout as well. Lots of bourbon stouts for Christmas. They're going to be. I have been to Hardywood. It was, it was before I met you. So I, I don't I think, think we you've been. I going there one time and we decided to go to Chick fil A instead or something like that. Like no. we, were, we were driving back from. We, we, uh, yeah, we were driving back from vacation and we opted not to stop. Yes. Which I think was the right call given that drive. But yes. uh, I have been and it is. It's, it's in this like super cool industrial space in Richmond and. This was years ago, so it was smaller than it is now. And like the owner came out, and we were like trying stuff out of the kegs, and That's it awesome. was it was awesome. So I, I would definitely, I'm eager to try these, and would love to get back down there with you when everything's safe and we can travel again. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got plenty of good, good beer to talk about. It's going to be a very beery Christmas. That's almost that's close to Mary. Uh, it's closer than I thought. I think I it's great. Yeah. I like it. Have uh, yourself a beery little Christmas. And, and we will. We have a, a full mini fridge. Um, so we've talked in the past about uh, doing an episode talking about virtual races and in the future. And I think that, you know. Future's the, now. The future is now. Uh, you've discussed before your thoughts about more races moving completely virtual uh, or virtual racing companies taking off uh, more in the future now that like you know people like us who uh, we've kind of after some initial skepticism really embrace them and are doing more of them and uh, we've talked about like the Santa Hustle race it is a it's a virtual race that we could do every year from wherever we are it's not usually virtual not usually virtual but it could be it could be so I am wondering if races like I don't think the Marine Corps Marathon will always offer a virtual option, right? right? But races like the Santa Hustle and the Hot Chocolate 15K that are sort of series all around, like, are they always going to offer a virtual option now going forward? Because it just, like, there's, like, not... If you're already designing all, like, the shirts and medals and stuff, there's not, like, a ton of extra cost to opening right. it up to people wherever. But I am more curious about sort of what becomes of like virtual race companies because they existed before the pandemic and I feel like my perception in the running community is that people always look down on them it's right. like 
It's not like a real race. You're just paying for a t-shirt and a medal. And there are absolutely still people in the running community that feel that way even today. They, they're like, why would you pay so much like just to, to buy a medal? But I definitely wouldn't have run nine miles yesterday if we weren't doing right. this half marathon, right? Like it does provide an extra level of motivation and you're able to like, like we're going to have a nice brunch after at home and like you can make it like a fun race-esque event. And to me, you get very different things out of a virtual race. Like right. you're not setting a PR at a virtual race, but you know, for people who can't get childcare to do an in-person race or they live somewhere, we're very lucky to live near a major city where there are a ton of big, huge races. But if you don't, like our virtual race is gonna become more of a thing in the running community, less of a rarity and more of like just a different way to experience running because I don't understand why people look down. I'm getting all worked up. Yeah, I can see I'm like, like leaning a, forward. She, she like, adjusted her city position, folks. If you want to spend your money on a medal and that's going to motivate you to be active and it's going to make you happy, like no one should look down on that. Yeah. I hate that virtual races have like such a bad reputation because I feel like for a lot of people, they are like a nice gateway to like become, you know, people who wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable going to an might in-person race yeah. or people who like might not be able to meet the time limit of an in-person race sure. but there's no time limit of a virtual race if someone can comfortably like it, it's an approachable way for people to run far like i think that should be celebrated not like poo-pooed in the running community i agree and i definitely think that like a lot of the stigma is going to be gone after this because unless you are very set in your ways and feel very strongly that in-person racing is the only way to have an enjoyable race day experience then you've run a virtual race this year like if you are a regular runner who you know maybe you you did a turkey trot every year on thanksgiving or like you ran you had like one race that you would run in the spring or in the fall or something like that or if you're like us and you like racing is like running in races is what you love to do and so you sign up for multiple every year and then like they were all gone this year if you're in that group at all then you've been in a situation this year where those races that, who, that you were looking forward to are gone and they transfer you to a virtual option and like for us i think i don't think that we were really excited to do like like cherry blossoms is a great example because it happened it was our first one it was the first one and it was the very beginning of april so it was very fresh they had no time to pivot exactly no time to pivot it was very fresh and it was like this is it was either like you run this or like i don't i think i think they might have been offering refunds or something like that, or deferrals they, they were offering refunds i felt very strongly that i want there to be a cherry blossom 10 miler in exactly. 2021 and 2022 so we decided that we wanted we were, we were like okay well we'll run this because we want to support this race and we right. want to make sure that there that like this race exists after which that. is really they they give you like your registration is for like the race and like a no frills cotton t-shirt and you can add on a medal and right. add on a nice t-shirt but it, they keep it's, it as a very affordable race exactly. which i appreciate I mean, it is it is not cheap to, I'm sure, get permits to shut down traffic all across Washington, D.C. on a Sunday morning. Like, it is, it's probably a very expensive race to put on, and if you, if everybody, the 40,000, I don't know, not 40,000 people, but like the- It's a big race. The, the tens of thousands of people who run that race all ask for their money back, 
like that race is going under right yeah. so it was like okay we're gonna do this and i don't think we enjoyed it as much because we didn't like at that point it was like still dealing with the shock of like everything and you're like, I didn't well, feel safe running, right. right? Like there were there was a question of can you catch COVID running by someone? Right. Now we know really. it's very unlikely, right. but and we we tried to do like a Zoom brunch with people after, but right. it, it was it was just not. It wasn't the same. I think it was a race we were supposed to do in person. Yeah. So it t- to me, races we were supposed to do in person that transferred are very very different than signing up for a virtual Expecting race. a virtual race, right? But point being. A lot of people who they were maybe may have been they ran a virtual race because they didn't want to ask their money back and potentially bankrupt one of their favorite races. So, kind of everyone's done one, or like a lot of people have done one. I am curious. I wish like Runners World or something would do a, a poll. Survey, a poll, yeah. Like how many how many people have done one? How this many year? people did a virtual race in twenty twenty? Because I think that there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Just judging by Instagram and yeah. our, our community, like there's a lot of people who have been running these. And like running around, I remember the like I ran my Marine Corps the day that it would have been, and I ran around. And I saw a bunch of people running it. So like, I think the stigma is going to be lessened a lot because I've done. I'm like I'm not going to look down at people who do a virtual race. I've done five now or whatever it is, and I plan to do more. Like I'm, I'm going to be doing. I've I charted out. And one. This is another great thing about virtual races is like. I've charted out so I can run a marathon on my birthday this year, which is a Tuesday. There are no marathons on Tuesdays. Right. Like, and I, I, I can actually, I can choose to do that and train and, and set it on my day. And like, uh, I found a race that is open that whole month. You can do it whenever day you want and whatever. Like, I get a medal and I get to like run a big race and it's going to be fun. Uh, so I think that that stigma is gone a little bit. I think that there is like there's going to be something to be said for having a, a race experience and then you come home afterward and you if like if, if you put the effort into making it an event which we have because that's just the people who we are I, I, me, yeah. uh, I think like you can make it still fun and feel like a big deal uh and there's always going to be in-person races right like yes a, a lot of I, I do think some people are like in-person races are never coming back. I don't right. think that's true. No, I think that like a lot of uh, my great hope is that a lot of things that existed in pre-COVID life are going to come back afterward because people miss, uh, like, if you're in the business world, a virtual conference is not the same as going to a conference, or like a virtual holiday party is not the same as going to a holiday party with your coworkers, or you know whatever it might may be. Like these things are going to exist because. Uh, people like the socializing aspects and like for a race like running a Disney like running a Disney race virtually is not going to be the same as having fireworks go off with every wave and running uh, by the characters and getting to exactly. go on vacation these like, experiences will always exist in some yes form. but they were all like there is no reason why any race can't also option uh, you know offer a virtual option because the overhead for those are so low right and like uh you know, it's just, it's easy, easy enough to do. I feel that there's this perception because with, with some virtual races, you have to submit proof of time with others. You don't. So people are like, Oh, I, I just want that. Especially with the Disney races where people are like, well, my favorite characters in the medal, like I, and those, you don't have to submit proof of time. So it's like, well, I'm just going to buy the medal. And I feel like there's this perception that like, well, you know, like if I do New York, New York marathon in person, like the person 
like someone if, if someone were if they were to offer a virtual option and someone were to do it virtually like people seem to look down on that but like if someone just wants to buy a medal or if someone does the, like it doesn't diminish your medal and your race experience if someone else is able to experience it in a different way right. i struggle a little with iconic courses like right. boston and new york and making those like having a virtual option option for those right. long term but at the same time if someone can qualify for boston but they like can't afford to be there for the boston marathon like i think they should get a shot at the unicorn medal sure but i feel like so much of races is like you see someone with the race shirt from the year you did it and you're like we had this shared experience right and having a virtual option diminishes that a little but i don't know i i really enjoyed the ones that we have done so far this year i think there is a really great space for virtual run companies to go into because mm -hmm. like for instance i'm looking at like i was looking for a race to do around my birthday and i'm looking and i'm looking at like these like races uh in kansas and in like nashville and whatever and like uh i'm thinking about them and i'm like i i want to run those courses exactly like, i want to run those places so having a company that is more that is basically like you know, run whatever you want. There is no set course. This, right. this is not a hometown race. Like, uh, it's different. And like the Santa Hustle, uh, the, the one that we're doing is like goes to a bunch of different places. Right. So like, it feel does not feel like oh, I'm missing out on the Santa Hustle in you know Sheboygan or wherever it would be in the in the Midwest. Right. So like, I feel like having more generic companies that aren't tied to a certain place. Like, I don't want a shirt that says I ran in Mississippi if I didn't run in Mississippi. Right. I don't want I like that's the thing I don't want yeah I am the I'm the person who doesn't want the New York Marathon shirt if right. I ran it virtually right uh, but like I feel differently about I, a DC can, race can I interject very sure, quickly absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent that like in like all of the most of the virtual virtual races we've done like cherry blossom was in DC they're all races we've either done before or that we could like run the majority of the course right. on. But I feel very differently about like 2020 shirts, right? Like yeah, if you were registered for the New York City Marathon, but it got pushed virtual and you ran it in Idaho, like you wear that shirt and, yep. and yep. it's, but it's the same thought of like a shared experience, right? Everyone who ran it this year had this very strange experience. Right. To me, the problem with like iconic races like that comes up when like, I ran it in person and you didn't. But like this year when it's all virtual, like I feel, I love my Marine Corps 2020 gear. And when right. I see other people right. with it, I'm going to be like, do you remember that? Like, like that yeah. was a where did crazy you, Where did race. you run it? Yeah. Right. Whereas like, uh, but th th this is the thing I was going to say, like, I don't feel that way about DC races. Like if I, if, if I was like, for instance, uh, often the uh, George Washington Memorial Parkway Parkway Memorial Run, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up the name, but the, the park, the Parkway Classic. That's, yeah. that, that is a ten mile race. It's a Pacers goes, race. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful race. It goes from Mount Vernon uh, toward downtown Alexandria. It's often a race that we can't run because it just falls on a busy weekend for us every year. Uh, but like, I feel like I could, if there's a virtual option that's open all week, like I could go run. run I, I could go run either that like part of that course or like run in that area or something like that and like or like for instance uh the dc rock and roll half whatever like 
I wouldn't mind. Like I'm running in the area. Like you're kind of you. You might not be running the race, but you're running in the geographical area uh, of your hometown. So I, you're supporting a hometown company, and uh, and like you're running in that in that geographical area. So I feel a little differently about those. You, I'm looking, yeah, the look on your face says you disagree. I don't. I mean, I just finished saying how like there's nothing wrong with virtual races. Like people should be allowed to do them, and they should. But I would never do a virtual GW Park Bike Classic because my favorite part is laying on the grass afterwards next to the Port City beer tent with my medal around my neck and my friends, right? Yeah. Like it is, there are things that can't be replicated. Sure. And many of the races around here, those are my favorite parts of them. And those are the things that I miss. Sure. I, I don't think I will like do a ton of virtual races once real racing is a thing, but I've seen advantages to it and I feel like I now harbor like no resentment for people who choose to do it for whatever reason. Right. I think that there is, this is why I, I think that there is much more of a space, like have a virtual option for your race. Absolutely. But like virtual run companies, yeah, like that is, that, they that, have always existed. They've always existed. And I think that like, this is like, uh, like I, I'd love to hear if like virtual run companies had to like scale up a lot during this period or like found a lot more customers and that kind of thing because to me it's just an opportunity to like not only not only like find a bigger customer base but also like destigmatize your business model and be like virtual runs are just as worthwhile as in-person races and like you know as a for a business opportunity like you say you yeah. don't have to like get the permits you don't have to do, put all, all you don't have to get uh, buy all the bananas and oranges and and uh, Gatorades and bottled waters and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like medals and shirts and maybe a bib shipping, like, yeah, and, and then that's and shipping it. and that's about it. And like that's I think that's such a good opportunity. And there, there's gonna be a lot of people who are looking for those options yes. in the years to come. I think the thing that I have really enjoyed about many of the virtual races that we have done is because I I hate feeling like I'm just paying for a medal personally, but if people want to do that, that's fine. But a lot of the virtual races we've done do have like social media, which right. I know you're not as into, but like all of the, uh, help me, running fit, running fit. Yes. The Michigan races we've done, uh, which are more like running challenges than running right. races. But running challenges are, sorry. I, I love we'll, running we'll, challenges. We'll get into that next. Go ahead. But finish um, your, finish, finish like they all have Facebook groups and like the Santa Hustle, you could do it any time the month of December. They encourage you to do it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but you can do it any time this month. So I am in the Facebook group. I'm sort of that person who like lurks, but like never really posts. So yeah, maybe, I should, maybe I should post more if I enjoy it. But I've seen so many people who like finish and have their medals by their Christmas trees. And it is not a substitute for like finishing alongside people and getting to celebrate, but it makes it like makes some sort of effort to fill the community that's yeah. lacking. So I think like, I love the idea of virtual race companies, but I think like having, you know, a, a Facebook group or like a weekly newsletter right. or, or something to unite people in it is like the, the race is about, the running and the t-shirt and the like all that stuff but it's so much for me about the community yeah um and like the michigan groups i did a bunch of those challenges so, like i would post in them occasionally and like everybody likes your picture and is like good job and you know it's i, I think that fills like a critical need when it comes to virtual runs sure 
uh, and you talk about you talk about medals, and it's like you don't want to just pay for a medal, but like that's the reason we ran the Marine Corps. Like I think that if you're going, true. if you're going to, I, I think it, I think if you have cool medals. Uh, that's going to encourage people. Like that should up the the metal game a lot because like absolutely that that will encourage. I will be encouraged to run ten miles to be able to like have a a really sweet new metal to hang on my rack or whatever. Right? Like it's um sure it's that, that I think that's going to be part of it. Like if you have if I, you have, like we'll run for cool medals. My point being, you should still do the race. You should still, still do the race. I don't know how I feel about people just like buying the medals. Oh no! I, I think I mean, they, they should be allowed it. to do it if they want to do it because it doesn't impact me. But I would never. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do think that like right, you were right about virtual challenges. Like that was like ha- so fun having something uh, to record every day for like four months over the summer was uh very just like great for my mental health and then so different and so no comparison to a normal race no so different like you had like and that's that's something that like i could do you know a virtual running across tennessee while training for a marathon and like all those miles still work to be like we did it with the streak right like we streaked and we had the the uh i had the tennessee challenge at the same time and like those miles were going toward each other but it is uh it's just such a uh, an intense thing that's unlike anything you can do in person. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't do. Uh, I mean, you really shouldn't like run across Tennessee, right? Or like in the middle of summer, and like uh, you can't do those kind of things. But like, you was can... there an opportunity to interact with other people doing that? Uh, I think so. But you you saw someone in the shirt, right? And the, got so excited. I was I was doing my that was my twenty my twenty mile twenty miler during. Uh, marathon training uh, that was probably early october so about a month afterwards and someone yeah like they said are you uh are you a bat or a rat and i'm like i'm just a rat i'm not going like you know that's a race across tennessee or back across tennessee i was not like going ten, you know all the way across and back but it was it was just so invigorating get, 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 like for like two miles afterwards just had like a little yep. buzz from someone else who was uh shared in the community recognized the shirt i feel that this year has really like clarified why i run like, I straight up started running because I liked having medals on a metal rack. Oh, like, yeah, for sure, same. And <laughs> I like I I loved getting the first one, and then I added to it. And like when you first start running, like I would run a five k every week and drop like minutes off my PR. Like it's super super fun right. to start running and like be getting faster. And like I started running because I did like a five k where I walked with my mother and was like, I love the race environment. Right. But I feel like I run because these races on my calendar are like experiences to look forward to. And that is something that I can still get from a virtual race. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, And all this being said, uh, we definitely, we desperately miss in-person races. So much. Desperately miss uh, these big events. there's nothing like watching that like mass of people running to like snaking through uh you know a city street and whatever and uh i miss spectating at big races right like everything i miss being mad at how crowded it is around <laughs> me that's like because like the kyle's a weaver i'm a weaver if you've run a dc race you've probably cursed at him yeah and i've probably cursed at you uh <laughs> i i i try to be a polite one 
and like try to not cut too many people off and when i do i apologize uh but like such is the life of army 10 miler is the worst one army 10 miler but like such is the life of a dc runner that you have to rely on metro to get you to races and sometimes it is not reliable and it's not uh going to be able to get you there on time and so you end up you end up in a wave that's not your wave and you're like along people who are walking and you're supposed to be running it's uh, Imagine taking public transportation to go hang out with 10,000 people outside. It felt so normal, and that's when it felt so weird. Uh, but, yeah, if I've run past you in the Army 10 Mile or, or Cherry Blossom or... Army 10 Mile is the Sorry. worst one for me. Because, yeah. like, you're all clogged up at the start, and you go along the highway, and, like, three quarters of a mile in, you, like, make this curve turn, yeah. where, like... It's a, it's a tight turn and the road narrows a lot and it's early enough in the race that everyone is still so bunched up yeah. and it's terrible. And, and it's not a coincidence that my PR in the 10 mile came during the Army 10 miler when uh, Memorial Bridge is under construction. So they, yeah. had, they had to change the route and we didn't run over that bridge Yeah, because uh, we did not have to make that turn. Super true. But uh, like I always 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 like spent the first five miles of every race ticked off at all these people who were in front of me and going slower and i'm trying to i'm trying to race and whatever uh i miss that feeling miss that miss that uh it's that little bit of edge to to racing because uh while i find it i have found it much easier during this year to self-motivate and to like challenge myself internally uh that that voice is not as like I always thought that vo- that voice was loud during races, but like it's not it's not that loud when you don't have um, people cheering and local bands and lo- like local marching bands out drumming and whatever. Like there will always be a place for in-person races, maybe fewer, and unfortunately, because I bet a lot of places took big economic hits this year. But there will be virtual races to fill the void. I definitely worry about spring races especially because i think by next fall there will be races hopefully that's me knocking on wood um but spring races that are having to cancel two years of their races i just wonder about like smaller running companies We, we learned this week that cherry blossom is not happening in april right they are pushing to september um, and they're they're doing they're doing a virtual option if you want to run with them in April. And they're doing an in person one in September, right. and then they'll do hopefully a real one in spring of 2022. Right. But like smaller races that have to cancel two years in a row, especially Three if it's they only do one race a year. Yeah, it's hopefully a lot of these a lot of runners feel like we do that they love these races, and hopefully a lot of companies survive. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's a it's a tough. Almost, it's an impossible time to be a company that specializes in putting on big events. And God knows what the Rock and Roll Marathon series is going to look like after this. We already hear so much about places that aren't getting their half marathon back or again aren't getting their marathon back because they were smaller races to begin with and now they need to refocus on just certain places or whatever. And DC like, won't have a marathon anymore. Right, which is crazy. You've, you you I've ran that. I've run that over. race. And I, I think, I, did I run the last one? Because I ran in 2019. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Uh, loved it. Loved having a, like a spring marathon option in the city. It was, it was great. Um, but we have seen running companies pivot. Right. Right? Like big racing companies, 
because there are the virtual race companies and then there are racing companies that have pivoted really well. And like, I'm going to keep talking about Running Fit because I have loved their events. Yep. It's it's a Michigan running company. We we did the streak together. I did the lighthouse one alone. They've just had a ton of great events. They for 2021, they're they're I don't know what their event is in January, but they're doing like some sort of month-long streak or mileage roll yep. or whatever in January. And they're selling like a 2021 shaped rack with 12 magnet holes on it. And if you do all 12 challenges, you get a magnet for each one of them. So that suggests that even when stuff is back to normal, they're going to keep doing these virtual challenges. Which is awesome. Which is which is great. They've been, they've been wonderful. They might as well. I mean, Running Fit. Uh, it's the when it's when I grew up, Running Fit is where I got my first pair of running shoes, and like that's where my mom used to always go for all her running gear. It's just it's like a staple in Southeast Michigan, and it's a, it's an in person business that mm-hmm. was like you know that they they and they sponsored races or whatever. And so, like, when you're a storefront business and you're an events company, you have to find new ways to make money when you can't put on events or right. really open your stores because you're not essential. And, like, uh, to me, they are. I, I need new running shoes every 400, 500 miles. But, like, uh, you know, often state governments don't see running stores as essential. So you have to find new ways to make make money and make uh, and do business and they definitely have and like, yes. it's it's a, it's a it's a really cool they and they do it like you said they do they do a wonderful job with yeah all the various events they put on they have so, great like swag with all yep. their races and they, they create like, that community which is really they cool. don't they don't do any of the swag like they partner with local businesses to yep. like cut all the metals and do all the swag so like they're supporting this whole local economy and i think a lot of the people who do the races are from michigan yep. but you know they have us right there have to be others exactly so yeah it's it's uh hopefully it's encouraging to see in a time when they're like this recession is not going to go away right when uh everyone's vaccinated right like it's going to take time for uh, a lot of people who lost businesses to get new investors and start up again and if they've lost if you've lost your living maybe you've already gone to something else whatever but for running companies at least that this option will be there you will be mm-hmm. able to put on virtual races and like hopefully if you're like running fit or you're like pacers or uh you know your local hometown race you've built enough of loyal customers over time who are willing to you know they'll spend 25 30 you know if, if it's like if it's army 10 miler or the marine corps 50 60 bucks uh to you know get the swag get uh to have an event that you look forward to and they pay you pay uh for a virtual race and Mm -hmm. they're just i mean i won't say they're just as good but in in this time when you can't have an in-person race uh they are the closest thing we get yes i feel like you can say a lot about like this time like this like yeah would i like to be having zoom with our family like christmas with our families on zoom no but in in this time i am Thankful for Zoom because it's the best we can do. Yeah. I, I feel much the same way about virtual races. Hell of a time to start a running podcast. That was going to be a lot of reviewing <laughs> reviewing races that we run and everything like that. We had done like three episodes and we were like, so our entire race calendar has been wiped. Like, let's, what are we going to talk about? Our first episode was like really <laughs> minuscule, in-depth an- analysis of an in-person race. And then that was the last in-person race we will run until fall next year probably so hopefully 
you guys like hearing t- us talk about virtual races because we're going to be doing a lot more of them until uh, next fall. We are. How's your beer? It's My, gone. Mine's gone. Look at that. I'm a little buzzed. I like, <laughs> I like that this... No, I mean, I'm like... I feel really passionate about this, so I'm like buzzed and talking a lot. Um, I like that this tastes very light, but gets me drunk kind of fast. There you go. It's like it's like the re- <laughs> just gonna be honest. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the reverse of a, a, of the, the beers we drank in college, which didn't taste very good and took a while to get you drunk. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, How was yours? That's great. You I, haven't finished yours. I haven't. We it's have very been rare. We've been really locked in a good discussion. So, we have. Uh, this is a. Do you guys ever wonder what our house is like when we're not recording the podcast? It's, the it's exact, kind of just like this. It's the exact same thing. Um, th- this is a great beer. I really. Uh, one of the things because we're not going out and we're drinking at home a lot more. Uh, I have been definitely embracing like the seasonal beers more, like around Halloween time and and uh, Thanksgiving and and Christmas, trying to. Uh, like I wouldn't go to a bar and like if I'm going to go to a bar with friends and like I'm going to sit there and like for three hours watch a football game, I'm not going to have like a, a really spiced, uh, sweet, different beer. I'm going to have like a, a like a two-hearted or I'm going to have like a, like whatever the base IPA is I could drink several of. Uh, I'm drinking one of these. Like I'm not going to drink any more of these. Right. But... It is really cool to try different beers and try different things that you can... Uh, I do experience. miss, like, when we're talking about, like, things we miss in the before times, I miss, like, going to bars and being able to get, like, a taster of stuff and, yeah. like, try a ton of different beers. Like, basically, it's great that you can, like, commit to a gingerbread ale, but, right. like, if we're going to get something now, we're going to commit to at least a four-pack of it. Which is great. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, I'm, I'm super into it. I would like to try different stuff. I know. Uh... But, like, I, this is, like, the most boring thing about me is that, like, we had, we, I feel like a conversation starter in, in COVID times is, like, if the virus just completely disappeared tomorrow and, like, life was back to normal like that, what would you do? And, like, we had this conversation and everyone was, like, I'd go, you were, you said you wanted to go to Outer Banks. Yep. Like, other people were, like, I'd go do this crazy thing or I'd go to do this crazy thing or whatever. And I was, like, I just want to go to a bar. Yeah. Like, I would, I would love... To go sit at a bar and like either BS with people next to me or just look at my phone and watch sports and eat some chicken wings and drink a beer. And like, that's what I would love to do. We went to a place by us recently for pickup, which was a safe option. And I felt, especially after seeing it, I felt really good about picking it up. But it was this very like industrial cool bar. And I'm like, man, I would love to sit there and have a drink. In due time. get little tasters of everything. Yep. In due time. Flights. Uh, what a concept right uh but <laughs> to bring it back this is a great beer uh i really it's 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 just like this is one that's like got many layers to it oh layers yeah it's got many different it, like it's got different uh different a lot of different tastes in one sip uh which i really like so it's definitely a good beer two silos never heard of them before Me either uh but we'll have to go when uh we can go places yeah uh where can the people find us we are Wherever you get your podcasts, we are hosted by Anchor. Mm-hmm. We are also on Spotify, and we are on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, so listen to us there because that's and we're on Instagram at Running on Tap. We're gonna share fun pictures of these bottles because they're very Christmassy, and I, I think we'll share some like we could do like live videos of our yeah we'll do, race we'll, like we did with Marine Corps yeah our virtual race. There you go. We'll do that, and uh, yeah, when us. we're when we're uh, not eat- literally. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> almost on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. Not, not, not in real life. Uh, well, when we're doing our uh, beer and cookies tasting, we can take some stories of that too and post yeah. them there too. So yeah, we will, we'll uh, we'll try to be more active, guys. It's do, been a holiday season. We're doing better. We're, we're doing better. We were really active for a while, and we we dropped off a little, and we apologize. Life got busy. If you're still with us, I feel like you forgive us. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll try to be more active on Instagram. I truthfully, even though we're posting less, I really love. We've talked a lot about community on this podcast, and I really love the little community we've built on our running Instagram. Follow a lot of runners who I look up to a ton, and it's like days when I'm laying in bed and I just can't motivate. I just flip over to our running on tap Instagram and scroll through. I'm like, look at all these people who've already gotten in their miles. Like, it's time to get out the door, and I I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you all for listening, for following us for posting on our feed and uh, everything else as well. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, and Merry Christmas if we don't talk to you before then. Bye.